0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Versus Pop Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Greg. Hello. And Johnny. Uh, fair warning. Yes, I'm here. Yes, I'm heavily
1: caffeinated. And it hasn't quite hit me fully yet. So I apologize in advance. Richard, you're probably gonna have to mute me. Multiple.
0: I literally just saw you dancing while waiting for your intro. So the idea that it hasn't fully hit you yet is kind of worrisome.
1: My hand's still steady. Usually it'll start getting like this. Start look, like Michael J. Fox. We, 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 oh, good lord! We go in blazing saddles
0: reference here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See this hand? Yep, steady as can be. This is my shooting hand.
1: <laughs> Does it look like I'm my grandmother trying to wave me away? <laughs> Where all you hear is the jewelry jangle around on the wrist. Oh, boys, it's been a hot minute.
0: It has. Um, So, uh, yeah. you are probably thinking, "Wow, everything in their lives must have changed in the last month, and that's why they haven't been podcasting." Well, let's
1: run, let's run through the checklist though first. Has the wedding happened? No. <laughs> Is it cold yet? No. Uh, the it's actually been cold here from today. the playoffs. Yes. <laughs> Is Richard in his house yet? No. Is Greg done his yeah. current project? No. <laughs> Nothing has
0: changed.
1: We take three yeah. weeks off. Everything's still the same.
0: It's great. It's, um, yeah, and I'm going to be honest and tell you, um, some of this stuff hasn't put us in the best headspace. Um, sure. I, I have, <laughs> I've actually said on multiple occasions I think this home building process has turned me into a worse person. It's, it's definitely <laughs>
1: positioned Ashley and I to not build new ever. <laughs> um,
0: and the thing is, and I'm, I'm not going to mention the name of the builder. If you're listening to this and you really want to know, you can go back to the earlier episodes when I was excited.
1: Um,
0: you sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> um, But things have gone Very poorly For the last like two months uh, I think this This might be like give or take two months To the day To when I got the first email of Hey we don't have this Are we still closing on August 30th And then Another email came in Saying oh yeah that's not gonna happen um, so, yeah, um, I'm not going to go into a ridiculous amount of detail because I'm not looking to slander this company. Oh, I will. Um, I will. I'm
1: going to tell everyone who's doing the build. You want to know who's doing the build? The friggin' Bluth family. That's who's doing the build right now.
0: That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of how it feels. Um, but no, it, it were we went through so many closing dates that our next closing date was going to be our 10th. And I'm someone that largely just kind of rolls with the punches. Like, you know, you tell me, Hey, we're not going to make it on this date. And I'm like, Oh, well that sucks. Um, but let's, you know, let's get it for the next date. I'm just going to tell you that by the time you get to your 10th closing date, um, I wasn't there anymore. I I was not the, oh, I'm rolling with the punches person. I wrote out what could probably dis- be described as a manifesto. Mm-hmm. And I, by the time it was done, I had gone back and revised it down multiple times. So it sounded less like I was throwing napalm their way and more like a polite, angry reminder Um, And their response, rather than saying, oh, you know what, that's right, we have put you through a lot, was to say, oh, yeah, huh, 10 closing dates. I'll tell you what, we're just not going to give you another date until we're sure we're ready. Like, oh. So all the things that I've been booking off and on and rebooking and all that, I still have to continue to do that, but now with no guidance whatsoever. (laughs) <laughs> like,
2: we're just giving you the finger right now
0: yeah basically like, it, like it, that doesn't actually help um, so yeah I, I can tell you that in the last couple of weeks I have not been in the headspace to record something and have it be entertaining for people who don't <laughs> want to listen to me scream and then cry and then scream some more
1: I don't think the three of us were in a headspace for that. I think all three of us have been, uh, how did I explain it the other day? It just feels like we've been under siege for about 18 months, like just constant bombardment of like negative emotional duress. And then this, then now that like summer's going away and we're not outside and our baseball teams suck and half of our football teams suck. Now we're in a position where like things are kind of miserable. Well, my team doesn't suck. That's why I said only half.
0: We're we're three and two, dog, <laughs> and you barely beat us last
1: week. Listen, <laughs> nobody beat anybody last week. The yeah, I was gonna goal, say the the uprights won that game. That's who won that game. Ah, uh, no, but it's, it's just, it just it just feels like we've been constantly under bombardment by like negative energy the last little while, and like I know richard you and i have discussed it i've tried not to kick the tires on greg too much because i feel like that man's rolling on spares right now i'm I'm
2: on wooden wheels right now it's getting getting better though i see the actual spares coming up greg's flintstone yeah at this point i would take that with nice shoes but But there is there's some
1: things going on that like there's some there's some good things going on right now i mean like Venom came out. I haven't seen it yet. Don't you say a word, Richard. Until I get, no, to I see haven't it. either. Oh, okay, that's fine. I, I'm still excited. I don't care. But,
2: Venom, I, Venom Two.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, would, I would. Love to see Venom too. I would love to see Venom um, Two. I would love to see Bond, and I just haven't gone to the theater for anything. I finally watched Free Guy. But that was because it came out on streaming services.
1: Yeah. It felt like... Damn, I
0: watched
2: that too.
1: But, no, I mean, it's there's, there's there's a few things, but I think we'll touch on a couple of those today and save a couple of those for another show as well.
0: Uh, uh, yeah.
1: So, the three of us, I think no one's going to be shocked by this i i know we usually tell you guys what's been going on what we're doing i don't really want to talk about it it's i'm living it i don't need to discuss it it's fine Um, is there anything you guys have done that's not like gray inducing for this
0: (laughs) i have nothing to discuss
1: okay well then um (laughs) yeah it's been a little while And uh, Ted Lasso Season 2 has finally come to an end. We've all caught up. We've all watched the last
0: episode.
1: (sighs) I would like Greg to lead in for this, because I want to hear what Greg thought.
0: Do we want to spoiler tag this from the beginning, or do we want to... Yeah,
1: it's, hey, if you haven't seen it, don't listen to the next 10 minutes. Uh,
0: uh, Just look... If you haven't seen it and you care about spoilers, I got to be honest, probably the majority of the rest of the episode will be Ted Lasso. So, like, skip really far ahead.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, Greg, go ahead.
2: Uh, Oh, wow. Where do you unpack unpack this one from?
0: Okay, can I ask you a question?
2: Yeah, just start with that, because there's a lot of things that happened in the last five episodes.
0: Oh, it was more than five. It was like, this was a 12... E- Hello! Oh, Hi, 17. Ashley. Uh, this was a 12-episode season, and we did our first review after the first five, so there were seven episodes between then and the end. Um, so, Greg, here's my question for you. I, I consider myself to be... I don't know how to put it, but like probably a little more on the fanatical side for this show at this point. And when I say that, I don't mean that other people aren't as big of fans, but, like, I am on the Ted Lasso subreddit, um, and I follow a couple Twitter accounts and stuff like that. But the Ted Lasso subreddit is why I'm asking this question. Greg. I and mean, I don't follow any of that, so... Okay, Greg. But <laughs> When they said in the second-to-last episode that they were on the verge of promotion... Did that feel like it came out of left field? Oh, not necessarily, okay, but were you keeping track of how they were doing on the field between like the when they were going oh oh and eight and that like how did you know how they were doing on the field well.
2: I don't know how many teams are in the. Cha- I think it's twenty teams in the Champions League or championship. All right. Um, so O oh, oh, and eight doesn't necessarily mean you're anywhere outside. Like you still got eight. You still are able to get eight points. Right. So it's all about points, not about. Lo- it's it's about points and losses. So obviously, if you lose, you get zero points. O oh, O oh, and eight doesn't mean the season's chalked.
0: Okay. Um, So let me ask this to you, Johnny. Did that come out of left field for you?
1: Sorry, I just had a brain fart. Did what come out of left field?
0: The revelation that they were on the verge of promotion.
1: No, because they had all those draws. So, I mean, they were still gaining points, right?
0: Yeah, but, okay. So for me... It didn't come out of left field because they're, they're on the Ted Lasso subreddit. Specifically, people actually started noticing in the background of the episodes when they would show Coach Beard and they had that whiteboard behind him. Yeah. He would have their record on the whiteboard, and people started noticing that they were going on runs. So they started off like oh and yeah. 8. And then after a while, they were like 16 3 and 8.
1: But those were draws as well, right? Because they started the season with, what, six draws in
0: a row or something like that? They, st- they started the season with eight draws in a row when they signed yeah. Jamie so, I mean it's
1: so it's it's kind of screwy the same way that NASCAR is with the point system, like Greg was saying, where like, you may not win a race that year, but you can still like qualify for the playoffs in the championship series. It's the same sort of I, idea.
0: I get that. I think that my complaint, and I'm, and I'm not saying this is like This show sucks, but like, I felt like they could have done a better job of updating how they were doing over the course of the season, other than just tossing a whiteboard up and putting a a record on it from episode to episode. So it did feel feel like it
1: jumped in big chunks of time. And even in the last episode, same thing, where it was like five minutes, two weeks, three months, I was like,
2: what the hell is going on? (laughs) Right. Well, see, I, I didn't I, I just don't think that's a – it's a a crucial point to the season. I don't think that's – I think that's the reason why they didn't put that in as a – oh, gosh, Richmond won again. Like, what's the what, – well, what valid
0: does they have? The whole point of the season – well, not the whole point of the season, but a large focus of the season was them getting out of relegation and getting promoted back to the Premier League. It was, it
2: was part of the point. I don't think that... I think that was probably... It, no, it... it out, like of, I said, out of it, 10 it, points, that's point number nine.
0: It, it wasn't... Like I said, it wasn't the point of the season, but it was the storyline of the season. Like, that was their whole thing, was getting out of relegation. Well,
1: we weren't going to get a 28-episode slate for season two, so, like, I guess I kind no, of understand that they had to, like, chunk it out. I, I just...
0: I, I literally think they could have spent, over the course of the season somewhere between a grand total of 5 to 10 minutes of working in like post game speeches or um you know like press That's conferences bring,
2: i don't think it brings any value to the the show
0: i i think it makes that last couple of episodes seem a little less out of left field yeah.
2: see the whole the whole thing with um like you can tell that they were in a be- like you can tell that they were doing well because of the way that everybody was acting. It wasn't that it was, you know, there were other more important things going on during the 12 episodes that would lead you to believe that they are doing better. It's like the Ted Lasso doesn't really beat you over the head with a lot of things, right? So well, right. I'm, I'm not
0: I'm not asking to be beat over the head with it. I'm literally just saying you could have dropped five minutes over the course of an entire season. So, like, a minute per episode, give or take. Yeah,
2: but, like, once again, it's not for that's not bringing any value. Um, You're not going to shoehorn it into the show.
0: But you don't have to shoehorn it in. But my point is, I don't think that it was not beating you over the head, but they literally did not talk about Championship League for. I don't know. Probably ten of the episodes. Like once they signed Jamie Tart, they kind of just moved directly onto the FA cup.
2: A cup. Well, the FA Cup happens during the season.
0: I no, I get that. I I, I know that, Greg. I I know enough about English soccer to understand that. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert because I'm not, but.
1: So you're not you're not me in this scenario where I'm like, mm hmm, yes.
2: So like that that particular spot (laughs) in the FA Cup happens towards the end of a season. That's just where it happens because of that's it's it's like in March, April, May in that in that time frame. So you know you're already past that point in the season. Um, It would be it would have
0: been kind of nice to know where they're at, but you know that's basically my. That's basically my point, you know. They were doing press conferences and shit for the FA Cup. They could have tossed in a throwaway line of, you know, Richmond is on a roll in blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. It's, again, I'm not saying they needed to devote an entire episode to it. I'm just saying that they could have sprinkled a little bit here and there of things that give you a better idea of how the team is doing. Because if you watch the show... um basically past the Roy Kent effect episode where they're talking about how great Roy is as a coach now. You think the team is basically disheveled because of the way they're acting. I mean, look at how Coach Beard acted when they lost the uh, FA Cup game.
2: Yeah. But it's also a big game. It's, I could have you want know, of money, to be honest.
0: I mean, I look, I get it, <laughs> but it makes it seem like they're in a substantially worse place than they are. I I get being upset, like I do, but I don't know. It's it's a minor complaint of mine, but it's probably my only real complaint I have with this season. Yeah, and I just
2: didn't. I didn't really think. I didn't really focus on how they were doing in the championship. So championship. So if they didn't get promoted, they would have got promoted next season. Well, you know, that's coming kind
0: of, officially. Ted Lasso is still currently a three-season show. They they are, have been rumblings that uh they would consider going on past season three. Um, but no, I, I I did. I assumed that they were gonna get promoted this season. Um, and I really assumed that once Rupert um once Rupert came to uh, Rebecca and told her he was giving her his shares, like, oh, they're going to end up getting promoted and he's going to buy another Premier League team and that's going to be the showdown for next season. Uh, But Greg, other than uh, me sitting here and basically gunboating your love for English soccer, uh, (laughs) what else did you think of the show?
2: Um, I thought it, it, like there's so many things that, the show goes on about you know <laughs> just in you know like mental health and stress and so many other uh different things that are not covered with a lot of other tv shows i think it's just a great watch to kind of get a perspective on how certain things happen and how certain you know certain people react to those type of situations i mean that's obviously a high stress situation Mm-hmm. His kids are in another country, you know. He's in a, you know, not a super stressful role as a manager because he's not, in, you know, let's consider the harder league. But yeah, uh, I just think, you know, him, there, him, his interaction with the therapist, which I love that the, the the lady who plays the therapist. Um, I don't I don't know her name. I'm horrible with names in general, so. I think she played kind of a key role for me in that in that show. Just like how the letters went out, and you know how Ted got so mad at her, and then he just he read the letters. Okay, okay, and then how that how that went down. You spelled
0: favorite wrong.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's like it. Just the little things like that are what I really enjoyed about the season. yeah. So. And I, and it's 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 hard to pick out just one thing about that season that's kind of stands out to you. So, um,
0: at
2: least for me, I should say.
0: The so I, I know we've already said this, but we are going to be talking spoilers here, and the we have spoiled a bit, but I think the biggest spoilers are still to come. The downfall of Nate was probably the most interesting thing for me to watch. Um, and I'm not saying that I like the Nate character because I, I, I don't at this point. I, I hate him. He's the heel of the show. Um, but his evolution over the course of both last season and this season... Um, is mind-blowing because there are things peppered in that give you an idea of what he's going to become this season. And, you know, uh, a couple of them just to kind of point out. um, So at the end of season one, when they make him a full coach and they, like, go out of their way to, like, give him a new contract and welcome him to the team... Um they start off by like joking with him that he's been fired. Yeah. And he turns to Rebecca and he blasts the hell out of her. He actually calls her a shrew. Right. He he, he turns her and goes, "You did this, didn't you? You shrew." And she like she reacts like, "What? What's happening?" Um but that was like the first time that we see it, well, the first time we see that he has anger inside of him and it's uh, bottled up, and it's just waiting to really just bust out.
1: I I, I I, don't think it's anger, to be totally honest with you. I just think he is insanely insecure as a human being, and I think that's just outward expression of that. And most time, people who are insecure, it's going to be perceived as anger. I think that's exactly what it was um, because, I mean, if you really think about it, Lasso hasn't had to pump up his other coaches. Beard knows who he is. You don't need to, like, ego boost Coach Beard. He doesn't need that. Roy Kent doesn't need that either. Nathan needs that. Nathan needs to feel validated all the time. And Lasso didn't do it this year, so, like, as much as we want to crap it's... on Nathan, there's there's some – it's great Lasso was working on himself, but at the cost of, you know, Nathan at the same time okay so for but me, it's like i'm I'm still gonna crap on Nathan because I my issue had been like and they, they set this up in one episode this whole thing was set up in one episode it was the episode where he tried to get the reservation for his parents you saw what was happening with Nathan like that was just it was a microcosm of his character arc in a single episode you you saw that happen
0: but that wasn't I mean it wasn't set up in one episode it started prior to that when he was bullying the new kit boy and when he was bullying Colin. But but what I mean
1: to say is that like you, you saw those small character flaws manifesting in that single episode right down to where like Rebecca told him this is what I do to make myself feel better and his response was grotesque. Like that's, <laughs> there's there's some other stuff going on there because I mean whatever it was, the way that they've written the character development for me, I saw like what began in season one and continued into season two. And you could see the arc that he was on based on that, because that's hugely disrespectful. That's it's.
0: And Nick Muhammad... that, like
1: spit when they're like angry. I'm trying to remember what animal like. I think it's gorillas that act that way as well, where it's like that that physical manifestation of like emotional duress. I, I maybe it's because they throw their shit, or is that only chimpanzees? It's only chimpanzees that throw their poop, right? I mean, Nathan can't throw his poop in a mirror, but he can spit to try and like establish that character or that person he's trying to be in the moment.
0: And Nick Muhammad actually he put out a very long like diatribe, basically, with his thoughts on where the Nate character went this season. And he spe- specifically addressed the spitting because no one likes it. <laughs> um, and he pointed out that, you know, when Nate spits, he's physically and metaphorically spitting at himself. Yeah. And like uh,
1: I'm disgusted with you sort of thing.
0: Yeah, basically. And, and I, I do think that there is some truth to what you're saying with there being an insecurity in there. But I think as much as he does have some insecurity... That there's also he's taken all of his anger towards his father and projected it onto Ted. <coughs> wow! Because <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't helped by <laughs> Roy not
1: giving a shit that he kissed Keeley. <laughs> <Like,
2: laughs>
1: oh
0: yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, but head buggy. <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah. Nate. Took that as like an absolute shitting on. He was like, oh wow, Roy just shit on me rather than headbutting me, basically. But
2: I thought Roy kind of ignored him.
0: Well, Roy was just like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. And it's because
2: <laughs> we're good.
1: We're good. But, mate. We're good. And then that smirk. Oh, yeah. No, it's.
0: <laughs> look at the difference between his relationship between the two characters. Mm hmm. Roy's hated Jamie the entire time we've seen the show. Um, Jamie is Keeley's ex-boyfriend.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: As soon as I as soon as I saw Nate go with, with Keeley to that a fancy place, I'm like, oh, something dumb is going to happen here.
1: Yeah, the tailor or whatever it was.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I saw. That, I was like, oh,
0: that's not good. No. So anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I, so he's had this terrible relationship with Jamie the entire time, and he's just finally working out a relationship with Jamie, and then Jamie goes and does that. Um, so you know, you follow it with his relationship with Nate. You know, Roy's the one that got them to stop bullying Nate, and they have been friends for like a year, year and a half at this point. Yep. Roy would probably go ahead and forgive Nate, whereas he wants to headbutt Jamie. Like, Nate's looking at this as like some big slight, and the reality is, he's just like, yeah, my friend made a mistake, and obviously he didn't mean to do it. But... Wow.
1: I think my favorite part of that whole thing is that Beard looked up, he's like, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Beard is ready to throttle, but... Beard has seen it happen. Like you have seen him notice everything going on, but that's Beard's frustration with Ted Lasso is that Lasso's not, he's an excellent motivator. I think he's that guy that's like willing to be there to like support the team and like be that kind of like father figure. But I think the long running issue that they have had is that he's not willing to make the difficult choice or to, assert himself in certain situations that it's required. Um, The Jamie Tart thing was a prime example where like, I'm I'm trying to remember exactly how it went when he was going to bring him on. And he's like, no, we, we, we need him. Like he makes this team better. And he was worried about offending Sam and he like reneged on his word to Sam that he wasn't going to bring back. And that was the first time that like Lasso actually made one of those choices because he has not been great I, in, in Beard's but, perspective about making those decisions that are necessary to not just be a good, like leader, but be a good coach.
0: But his reason for reneging on that was because he was trying to, he saw Jamie and he saw Jamie's issues with his father. Mm -hmm. like that was a parent and he saw Sam and Sam was talking to him about his father and how much his father supports him. And that whole thing is interwoven throughout the whole, uh, throughout the whole season. You know, Sam's father is continually played up as a supportive, loving father. And Jamie's father is played up as a piece of garbage. Uh, And actually it happens the previous season too. There's an interplay where, or was it this season? I don't know. Somewhere in there, there's an interplay where Jamie gets a text from his dad and it actually says dad in quotation marks. And then immediately after, Sam gets a text from his dad and it just says dad. And Jamie's dad's text was like all antagonistic and BS. And Sam's dad's text was all polite and friendly. So it's it, yeah, that's that's Ted's whole reason for doing what he does with bringing Jamie back, and I don't know. It's it's it was an interesting interplay to watch how it played out over the course of the season. This yeah. this show is written masterfully because oh yeah, they do they go out of their way to do those interplays and to do all of that stuff where. <laughs> You know, they they put together something and you're like, oh, well, I think he did it because of this. And then over the course of the season, that thread just continues to get pulled. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, yeah, obviously that is why he did it.
1: But you know what the most amazing part of this series has been? The CG work on Roy Kent. I can't believe we have a fully CG character in a TV series. They've done a great (laughs) job of
0: that. (laughs) Uh, What are we talking about?
1: Do you not know that that's, like, one of the biggest rumors is that Roy Kent's a CG character on this series? Mm -hmm. Have you not read this? He addressed it on Fallon,
0: too. (laughs) Who who created that rumor? Because Brett Goldstein just won an Emmy, and he's a real person that exists. That's
1: what I mean. Brett Goldstein went on Fallon and, like, addressed the rumor that he was a CG character. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's, I, I, it's actually I have... one of my
1: like favorite running jokes about this whole thing and like I don't believe it but it's funny to me that like this became a thing and he went on he's like and he swore and he's like sorry can I swear he's like well you already did so it doesn't matter he's like fuck
2: <laughs> What's my favorite scene though is that that's the way we think about it is the uh, breath scene. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That is...
1: <laughs> he, he just sits there and you can see it on his face where he's like trying not to react. But you can just see the like sub layers of muscle in his face starting to like tighten.
2: Dude, <laughs> That's... I think you're dying.
1: <laughs> um... So I, I feel like we kind of, we've, 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 there's a million things we could talk about this series. I don't want to like beat it to death. I don't want to like do that thing where we tend to overanalyze stuff. Um, I really enjoyed the season. I thought they did an amazing job. The, the development for you guys, what's the storyline, whether major or like minor that you're most intrigued by coming out of the finale,
0: heading into season three? Um, interesting question. Honestly, I haven't really given that much thought to it other than okay. I can't wait until they cave Nate's head in and he gets fired by uh, West Ham. You're awful.
1: They're <laughs> not going to do that on Ted Lasso. This is a feel good show. It's not going to happen. Right? It's going to be character can't... redemption. <laughs> No, yeah, I his character redemption
0: happens after he gets fired in West Ham.
1: <laughs> you just said you wanted him to get curb stomped. That's not character
0: redemption. No, that's murder. I, I said after they cave his head in. I didn't say anything about curb stomping. How else would you cave a human's head in? They're going to beat the hell out of him in the game. He's going to lose a match to him badly. I didn't I'm, mean I'm Drax. Literally. Don't talk in
1: metaphors, man. I take that shit seriously. <laughs> American History X starring Nate. <laughs> so,
2: the, 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 there's there's two things. Or there, well, the, the Keeley um, Roy Kent relationship thing. Yeah. Where he, he's going on a six week vacation, and she's starting her that the company thing, the um, promotion company.
1: Her PR. I'm, I'm going to see yeah.
2: the PR form firm. firm. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting thing. Okay. I think it, it, it just where it fits with Rebecca Mm -hmm. and kind of how uh, they've gotten so close. And the Rebecca Sam thing is going to be interesting next season. I think something's going to happen with those two. Mm -hmm. It's going to get leaked or one of those things.
0: Yeah, I think it will too. I I think at some point that's going to come out. But that being said, I don't think that's as big of a deal in – um, English soccer, as it would be here in the U.S. Yeah, uh, and I was actually reading about that when that started, and apparently there was a well-beloved female soccer owner who was married to one of her players.
2: Hmm. I just, I just want to say, how because I, I like those two as a couple. I think they're
0: yeah, yeah, I uh, do too.
2: Kind of nice together. And then Ted and or Sassy, or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, I like sassy too.
1: (laughs) Um, So I'm glad you said that, Greg, because I think for mine, it's just Sam's journey. And not even just with Rebecca, but like he just bought that bit of real estate. He wants to open a Nigerian restaurant. I really dig where that's going. And I think it's so interesting to me because I know we jokingly said like, oh man, we're going to get a spinoff of like Roy Kent coaching football in the U.S., which I still think would be fantastic because then it's like the flip side of like that, that lasso's coaching style going to Europe where it doesn't really work that well. Like you don't get (laughs) a lot of that, but then on the flip side of that coin, now you're going to get someone like Roy Kent where it's like my coach yelled at my kid. I'm suing the team. Like (laughs) dude, Roy Kent was already like telling kids to fuck off that he was coaching. <laughs> like, um low key though, that's the other one I want to watch is his niece's teacher and Roy. That is still like Don't you do it, Roy Kent. Don't you do it.
0: But like Unless he I, and Keeley break up, know, I don't see that happening. And I yeah.
1: I unfortunately think that may be the case. I think that's the big like that's, outrage. That's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. I think there's gonna be the big outrage, but I think Oh, I'm, I'm glad Ashley can't hear this right now because she's going to yell at me saying that Roy and Keely are going to split. So I'm going to go real quiet. She's in the other room. Um, yes, I don't, I, think, think I, I, I don't think that's going to happen.
0: I don't think that's going to happen.
1: I do. Let's put money on it. What are we betting?
0: Uh, graders. Next time we see each other after the show, I can do that.
1: I can do that. Um, P.S. <laughs> the Buckeyes flavor. Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, I totally didn't eat the entire pint in one sitting, but very much yes. Uh, So yeah, I think mine uh, moving forward into season 3 is just going to be how they flesh out the character of Sam especially after that ridiculous scene with the gentleman from Africa that owned the team. (laughs) Like, I'm going to buy your house and shit in every room! And I was like what? (laughs) What? How's that a threat? He doesn't live there. He doesn't care. He can buy his parents a much better house. <laughs> like, so it's... that's uh, I, you, I am you very guys, interested. You guys saw that coming, right? Like, oh, a yeah. mile away? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just waiting for, like, what degree was the guy's meltdown going to be? And sure enough, it delivered.
0: There were people that legitimately, like, did not see him being a bad person uh, on really? his first episode. And I was just like... He's a dude who is a billionaire who claims he doesn't like billionaires. So he rents out an entire museum and hires actors, including a couple that are famous, to walk around it. That's not a <laughs> He
1: hires. That's Banksy. someone. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly. That's, Allegedly. That's
0: but that seriously, like that's someone who is flaunting his money. Mm-hmm. So his whole oh I don't I don't like billionaires I don't think they should exist but I am one doesn't hold water at all. So yeah I I saw it coming a mile away and I had a lot of discussions on the Ted Lasso side so people who were just like what I don't I don't think that at all I think you're crazy. No he he he's being genuine he he rented that out so Sam could walk around without being bothered and I'm like. They've shown these players enough on their off time. They aren't bothered. They just they, they, like around. Even
1: Sam walking past the kids playing football,
0: all wearing, wearing his, his jersey, jersey. <laughs> didn't even
1: bother him. <laughs> like, yeah. I think they're doing all right.
0: Unless they go to Maggie's I mean, pub, nothing bad is going to happen. Roy Kent is legitimately like a celebrity over there. I mean, when he retired, he was immediately put on like their top-end talk show as soon as he signed on.
1: But then he had to and, provide identification going back to the Richmonds stage, yeah,
0: but I mean but I mean just in general like <laughs> he he walks around, and no one's ever like, oh, "You're Roy Cat, can I have an autograph if he can walk around, I'm pretty sure Sam could go into a Nigerian restaurant that doesn't need to be filled with actors, I'm pretty sure Sam could you know he could go to a museum and not be bothered,
1: yeah no i I just it's. There's, there's, And I think they do that on purpose just to make people laugh a little bit too because they're too smart not to notice
0: these things when they're putting drafts together. Um, Oh, well, no. I mean, I think that they did it. It wasn't even as much to make people laugh as it was like, okay, this dude's a bad dude. We're going to pepper all of our hints to it. And you're going to catch him. And if you don't, that's on you. Okay, that being said, we have been talking about Ted Lasso for longer than an episode last, and we promised we wouldn't do that anymore. (laughs) Which brings me to the question of Gentlemen, who here has watched Hobbs and Shaw?
1: By choice, or at gunpoint?
0: Oh, you watched Hobbs and Shaw by choice. It was gunpoint
1: it is. Good good to know. Um, Yeah i i'm not gonna lie i i feel like i wish i had maybe watched it at some point in the last week as a refresher (laughs) um it was on tv the other day so i watched probably like 15 20 minutes it's it's not a film it's not a saturday special where like i'm gonna put it on and just like let it play out in its entirety um I I don't know. I I just I don't like these movies. This is the least offensive one for me. This is like <laughs> Never mind. This is a terrible comparison. I'm not going to draw that. Um it is just the least offensive to me to watch. Like I I would not be as begrudging to watch this as the
0: others. So, uh I did watch it recently. Um, Hobbs and Shaw released in 2019, made $760 million to the box office, starred Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Jason Statham, and Idris Elba. Um, honestly, I, I, this is the buddy cop entry into the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, I liked it. I thought it was pretty decent. I think it's probably a little long. Um, it's 137 minutes and I think you could probably have gotten away with cutting 15 or 20 minutes out of it. Um, and having it work a little better, but I have, I don't have anything really negative to say about it. I do enjoy it. Um, Greg, what are your thoughts? Um, it was still,
2: it was still probably top four, top five for fast, fast movies. Um, I I just love the interaction between Statham and R- The Rock, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean I love those two guys in general. I love the Transporter. Um, that's the <laughs> Crank. It's kind of funny, but oh god, I love uh, Crank. <laughs> just like there's just so many different things, and it's um I, yeah it was a bit long. Like it could have been, they get more to the point. But you know, watch stupider movies that were longer. So. It was fine. I think it was a kind of a fitting end to the fast series for us.
0: Yep. Um I don't really have that much to talk about it, but we promised we'd talk about all all the movies, all ten, and this is our tenth. Um I liked it. I am still curious to see if they actually do continue the Hobbs and Shaw series. The Rock, as recently as 2010, said that a sequel was in the works. I'm sorry, Um, 2010? I'm sorry, 2020. 2020. (laughs) I was like,
1: recently 2010. Have you had a stroke?
0: (laughs) Uh, As recently as 2020 said that uh, a sequel is in the works. Whether or not that's still happening... God knows with uh Vin Diesel going out and spouting off seemingly every other week.
1: I I think it's dead in the water, man. I'm sorry.
0: I don't I don't know. I could see him because I don't see Vin Diesel being listed as any as a producer on this at all. It was apparently produced by Johnson and Statham uh and was ran through the seven bucks production company. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see it continuing, but you know, we'll see.
1: I think it's all systems go on, on Johnson's presence in the DC universe for a little while now, which after this show, I think today we're supposed to be getting the first actual footage of black Adam as well, which is awesome. I'm super pumped for that. Hopefully they, uh, you know, and it's, uh, Pierce Brosnan, Dr. Fate, which is kind of cool. Um,
0: and speaking of I would, fandom, I would... started seven minutes ago.
1: Oh, did it? Um, yeah. I like, you did mention that you watched Free Guy. I like that The Rock, like the cameos in that film were fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's Jacks one of those things that like, I desperately, desperately would like to see Johnson and Ryan Reynolds do something comic related together. I think this could work very well and I hope it happens but now I'm kind of like if he's tied to DC like what are the odds that he's going to be able to cross over because it feels like they're really slated to make Black Adam like a uh fairly prominent figure in their continuity moving forward as well so but um as far as Hobbs and Shaw goes I mean Greg you said it, it it was the interactions with Statham and Dwayne that like I think really sold it even down to like the conversation that he had about his sister where he was like, if she wants to climb that tree, I'm going to like, it was such a wrestling promo that he cut in that moment <laughs> that like, I laughed so hard and I went back and I rewatched that one scene specifically. Cause I wanted to see if at any point he was able to make Statham crack because I feel like that's kind of what they're going for. Like, I think they want, to get each other to break, and I will give Statham all the credit in the world or the editing team because not a like not a hair out of I mean he's bald so there's a hair to be out of place but like not a single indication of him like breaking in that moment which like mind boggling to me. But it's top to bottom even the scene where like they're going through the room and Statham's got to fight all the guys. And the rock walks up and, like, one punches dude, and it's just over. <laughs> <laughs> and then Statham's trying to get the, like, scanner to work, and he's, like, smashing guy's face. And this, <laughs> I just, it's, I could, and here's the thing like, how many people come out of that film and they're like, man, Idris Elba was great.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I liked Idris Elba in the film, but I will say he was probably among the weaker parts of it. And I think it's because, because not because of him, but because of the role. Uh,
1: Yeah. Like I get that, but I mean, it's, he, he's one of those guys, no matter what he does, he's still going to steal the scene. Like they did a great job at casting strong, actual like actors. And that's what I'm going to call everybody. Actors, actresses, whatever. They had strong performers. I feel like in every position, even right down to like the rock going back to his family and like that whole sequence where he's in the shop with his brothers. And then his mom steps in. She's like, I will beat you. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was, it was, it was, it was good, man. I mean, the fight sequence was a little preposterous where they're like, I'm going to use this cricket bat and I'm going to fight these guys that have this insane tech that turns them into Iron Man." What? How does, how does that shit work? Someone like, I can suspend disbelief a little bit, a little bit yeah that was a little bit that was a bridge that was probably one bridge too far
0: well and that's and that's kind of my my issue with it is is as much as i can suspend disbelief for a lot of the stuff in this like just going full on like cyborgs it's like yeah. that is an interesting way to go with the series <laughs> but that being said I just, it was good I, I enjoyed it. It's, it's a, it's a decent movie. Yeah.
1: It's like I said, it's the one that I am annoyed by the least to watch. So I'm not upset with it. Um, it's probably something I might watch once every two years or so. If it's on TV, I'll put it on. Um, but I am not upset that all of this. Wait for it. Wait for it. Rich is going to love this is in the rear view mirror.
0: Oh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, I just did that. That happened.
0: And on that note, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can do so at Greg. Well, Gregory. Johnny.
1: You can get a hold of me through our podcast Twitter handle, which is at versus podcast followed by an underscore or through our Facebook page. I promise once wedding things are over, there will be more posts. Unfortunately, right now my alone time is spent sleeping or trying to think about how much I want to sleep. Richard, how can they get a hold of you?
0: Uh Richard Versus, and can can we just can we just stop lying that there's gonna be more posts on the Facebook page? Because we've been saying this for like a year.
1: Yeah, unfortunately this past year has been a little <laughs> bit know. much.
0: Look, one day <laughs> there might be more posts in the Facebook page. That that's as much <laughs> that's as much as I'm willing to put but behind
1: yeah. it. Okay. Okay. And,
0: and anything more than that, and we're lying to ourselves.
1: <laughs> well, sometimes I got to Pinocchio it up. I can't help it.
0: <laughs> Have a good week, everybody.